Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. Today, I'm excited to actually be doing a face-to-face podcast with Cindy Lufred. Cindy is the founder of Revealing Soul and a Spiritual Medium. Cindy brings the energy of the soul into view using a grounded and relatable approach through intuition and channeling. Using aura photography and her intuitive mediumship abilities, she brings clarity, guidance, and insight to her clients to help them live more fulfilling and purposeful lives. Cindy has over 17 years of experience honing her intuitive abilities and recently started Revealing Soul in 2017. So Cindy, welcome today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So glad to be face-to-face. I'm never (laughs) face-to-face. So tell us a little, because we're going to talk today about aura photography. So tell us first, what is an aura? So an aura is the energetic field that surrounds or makes up all living beings. So whether it be an animal or human, all living beings are made up of light and that creates an energetic field, otherwise known as an aura. And then I have a special camera that is able to take a picture of that. So tell me a little bit about the history of aura photography, because I know some people can see auras with their eyes, like they don't need a camera. You have a camera to help actually see the aura. Correct. There are definitely um, people out there who can look and tune into someone and visibly see their aura or their energetic field without the use of a camera. I just have not developed or really honed that skill, but there are definitely people out there who can do it. So the technology I use with my camera is called Curlian Photography. It was developed in the 1930s by a scientist in a lab. It was actually done by accident. Um, They were just messing around with plants and animals in um, a lab and realized that by running an electromagnetic um, current under them, you could then overlay an image of their aura or their energy onto a Polaroid photo. So it started in the 1930s, and then a man named Guy Coggins adapted it for humans in like the 50s, and that's who I bought my camera from actually today. He's still out there making aura cameras. And what did you say it was called exactly? Curlian Photography. If you want to Google it, it's K-I-R-L-I-A-N, Curlian. So this is my most tangible science-based fact thing that I do because it's, it's literally just science. This was developed in a lab using technology and it was adapted for humans, like I said, in the 50s. So, And what, when someone comes to get their aura photographed, what are they coming for and what do you typically see with that? Like, why would I ever come to get that? Yeah, great question. Even though I did, and you guys are going to hear about it in the next podcast. (laughs) Great question. So we're all very visual beings, and a lot of people, well, myself included, we just like to see to believe, right? So the 
reason why someone would come to me to get their aura done is to be able to see a lot of the changes or things that are happening in their life. Um, it can provide insight into things that are coming into your life. So by law of attraction, your thoughts and your actions now are impacting your future reality, and that shows up in your energetic field. It can also help show your emotions, like what's on your heart, the things that you're worrying about, what's on your mind, and anything that you're working on currently. So it truly is an all-encompassing what you're thinking, what you're worried about, what you're going through can show up in your energetic field. And it's just, like I said, we're visual creatures. It's so validating to have a complete stranger just look at pictures of colors in your aura and explain what's going on in your life and kind of just have that sense of knowing that you're not crazy and there's not, like there is a grander, bigger plan. And so you mentioned that there's like colors and that that show up. So can you talk about sort of specifically what you're looking for when someone comes to get their aura photographed and when you do the reading with them? Yeah. And so I will just preface this by saying this is the part where it becomes um, different depending on which aura photographer you go to, because I'm by no means not the only one here um, doing this. But depending on um, who you go to, they'll be able to interpret the colors. And what I always look for first and foremost is making sure that you're filling up the whole photograph. So I like to make sure your energy is big and, and, and filling up the photograph. And the next thing I look for is whether or not I can see the person or if they're looking drained in any place. And that will tell me kind of what's going on mentally or emotionally with them. And then I believe everyone has, as I do them over time, people usually have a base color that is there, you know, over and over again. If I retake someone's photo over months or over years, but what will shift and change is the colors around it and where it's located in the photo. So the, go ahead. No, I just wanted to ask, what if someone isn't filling up their whole photo? Good question. Um, it usually means they're going through a really rough time or they're a little bit disconnected and feeling very, very stressed or drained. Um, and it just, when I see that, and there are no bad colors, there's no bad aura. It's your, it's the colors and the energy that you're working with at any given time. So it's never any bad, but when I see someone who's really muted or a little, their aura is kind of shrunken or a little smaller, just tells me they're going some, through something pretty big in their life, um, either with like a breakup or a divorce, or maybe they're, you know, having um, some drug abuse or alcohol abuse or things like that going on because it, it just it truly shows that someone who's really disconnected and just going through a really tough time so then I just know to be a little bit gentler and I know we need to talk about more the emotional side of things versus just like the things that are happening around them gotcha okay so then you were saying that you so you first look at that and then you start to look at the colors yes and, and where they're showing it. exactly and where they're showing up so depending on whether it's over the person's head or over their heart or at the top of the photo, or on the left or right side, that all means different things. So when we go through yours, I'll sort of break that up and explain it. But I break a photo into quadrants, essentially. And that's how I can then tell if, if they're going to meet someone or if they're going to be pregnant soon and how far out it is till they get pregnant. Um, I can see if someone's going through a divorce or going through some healing. Um, I can see if someone's switching jobs or moving. Moving shows up a lot in people's photos depending on where the colors are. So it just a lot of different things will come up, and that's what I'll start talking and sharing with them. Now, does it have to be the literal experience of that, or can there is there sort of metaphors to all of this? Like you talk about moving. Maybe they're not moving 
apartments or homes, but they're psychologically moving in a certain direction. Is that? Yeah, that can absolutely show up. So um, if, if they're not necessarily moving jobs or moving homes, um, if I see transition coming in, it could be how they're approaching life. And if they're setting better boundaries for themselves and if they're, um, you know, focusing on bettering themselves and, you know, how they react to things in their life. I can see that in someone's energy if they're starting to get more grounded. If you're meditating or not, that I can see that in aura photos. So, yeah, it could be just they're transitioning and how they're showing up in life, not necessarily like physically moving apartments or physically moving, you know, states or something like that. So, so the aura doesn't lie. Correct. <laughs> the aura doesn't lie. And what I like to, I like to say that, um, I just posted this recently, actually, it's the mirror that you can't hide from. It's your energy. So in sessions, I'll say to someone like, oh, what's going on with your relationship? And they'll be like, oh, it's complicated. And then we'll end up rooting down by the end of the session. They'll be like, yeah, you're right. Like it's been out of balance for a while. Like I'm not feeling like in love anymore or whatever, what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, I'm just reading their energy. And so when they first talk to me, it's their mind. I can hear their mind be like, Oh, it's just complicated, you know, and like pushing it away. But their energy and their heart is saying, Hey, wait, we need to address this. There's some stuff going on that like your heart and your soul is not okay with. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and it's not me like telling you this. It's I'm reading your energy, your energy is telling me this. So you're just you're just reflecting to them what you're seeing mm -hmm. in the aura to give them a sense of like, hey, look at these things. Exactly. Exactly. Because um, it can be, I mean, it's very, I call it revealing soul for a reason. It's very revealing. You can't hide. You can't, you can't hide from your energy. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. So when people try and when I talk to them and I can hear they're trying to essentially like lie to me or lie to themselves about what's really going on in their life, I just point to the aura and go, this is what I'm reading in your energy. And then that kind of makes them take a step back like, wow, like, wait, maybe I, you know, I really am not okay with this. Or I've been lying to myself or telling myself that it's going to get better, it's going to get better, it's going to get better. And it's been now months and years and maybe it hasn't. So it's, it's very revealing. I call it that for a reason. And so it's not, some people... I think go just for like the party trick, which is fine just to say like, oh, look at my energy. But that's why I really enjoy giving a reading because there's so much that goes into the colors and what they're next to and where they're located that will really help you on your path and kind of, you know, hopefully help you um, get better connected with what's really going on in your life. Well, and I think obviously, you know, I'm a therapist and I, I'm always looking. I think, yes, this can be really fun, right? It can be fun to get your aura read, yeah. and, but it's really what you do with it and what you make of it. And I think what's important about the work you're doing is that you're not, you're not telling people things. You're not, you're just showing them what they show you. They just can't, they can't see it visually, but they probably know it deep inside, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's fun to maybe do them over time. Because once we have that first initial conversation and we dig down into like maybe like to your point, what they can't really like see or sense or make sense of on their own. So we do their aura photo, we have a conversation, we start shedding some light on that, revealing what's really going on. And if they go home and over like, I don't know, a couple months make changes in their lives or um, start um, adjusting how they're showing up in the world, you can see that change in your energy. So it's so validating to then come back and have it done again and see how it's shifted and changed. 
So tell tell all of us a little about sort of the different colors of an aura because there's a lot of them. There are. There are like over 55 different colors that I study and know and um, can discern in a photo. So, um, and people always inevitably ask me, is it just like the chakras? And it, it can be. So I believe there are some universal colors out there. Like, so red is the root chakra. That's about grounding and security and, like, your passions. Um, you can go up from there into, like, the orange and yellow is about your emotional center in the chakra system. Also in an aura photo, yellow is about your emotions and balancing that with your mind and so on and so forth. Um, the other colors that I see um, that make that are pretty standard are pink, which is relationships, romance, love. Depending on the shade, it'll tell me if it's like an old soul coming in or like a new person. Um, and then where it gets fun is where you can see if there's uh, rainbows. That's usually like giving birth to something new or new beginnings. Uh, lime green or different shades and tones to colors um, can indicate different, like doing more of what you love. Um, the other thing I'll add is before I get too much further is there's no bad colors. Mm -hmm. Colors, yeah, yeah, colors all have positive and negative traits. I equate to like horoscope signs. Like if you ever read about your horoscope, like I'm a Capricorn, there's positive traits to be a Capricorn. There's some like, you know, imperfect, somewhat negative ones that we're always working on. Mm -hmm. Same with colors. There's positive traits to them and there's, you know, negative traits that, that you have to work on them. So there's never, there's no bad. And then if it looks a little murky, that's when I can tell it's leaning towards like maybe the negative side of that color versus the really bright, um, vibrant colors are when they're leaning towards more the pos positive sides of that color. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I always like to say that. And there's no black auras. I'm just going to throw that out there now. You can't, there's no one who doesn't have an aura. That doesn't happen either. Everyone has an energetic field and everyone has an aura. So, um, yeah, it's so when people say that person has bad energy or I felt bad energy from them, different or the same as an aura? Um, good question. I would say I would say it's similar. Um because they can probably sense and feel if, if someone's got that murky type color to their energy. And that's probably when someone says, oh, they have bad vibes or bad energy mm -hmm. versus if someone's really bright and vibrant in their aura, they're probably like, oh, they have great energy. So it's probably similar. It's probably similar. And when people come to you over time and you say their auras change, are they, do they leave and, and work on specific things and then come back and that's where you see the shift? Like how I guess, you know, obviously there's no good or bad, but there are things that are probably like when you see them, you say, you know, maybe you need to work on your relationship or what do you then see? Like totally new colors or just a shift in that area or it, it just totally depends. How does that? It, it does depend on the person's energy and sort of where they're starting from, um, like, for example, for myself, I used to always have red, orange, gold for, I mean, probably the past 15 years. I've been doing mine since I was in high school. So a long, long time. And just in the past year or two is when I started getting blues, pinks, purples, greens. But that's when I started my business. And I started really getting on my path. Now I rarely see red or orange in my photo because I'm, that was me trying to get grounded, trying to get control of everything, trying to figure out what am I meant to be doing 
And then once I figured that out and kind of got on this path, my colors have all completely shifted and changed. So they can change pretty, but it kind of depends on where you're starting from. So I was starting from the root, the red, the bottom, you know, like just trying to get grounded in like, who am I? What am I meant to be doing? Mm -hmm. Now that I have a clearer sense of that, my colors are usually pinks, blues, greens, and it just, they shift and change based on kind of where I'm at with my business and expanding and moving forward. So those those grounding colors versus those more sort of higher chakra colors are could be interpreted as being maybe more in in line with your like soul's work or your soul's path or that higher I know you talk a lot about fifth dimensional Mm -hmm. fifth dimensional healing and can you talk a little bit about like what that means yeah so and this is just in my experience as I've been doing this work so I've had mine done for the past like 20 years and I've had my camera for two now So in my experience, yes, the reds, the oranges, the yellows are more of the root grounding and more of like what I would call like third dimensional colors. Um, And then the pinks, blues, purples, just like aligning with the upper chakra, so your throat, your third eye, and your crown, uh, those are more fifth dimensional colors or higher energy colors. So as you step into your path and your purpose, I tend to see more of those in people's photos. And I, I was taught, or I, I believe that as babies, when we're born, we're all fifth dimensional. They're very, most babies are very open, full of love. Um, my goddaughter and a lot of the kids that I see are very secure in who they are at like, you know, two, two and a half, three. And then they start getting conditioned. And then they're told like, well, don't say that. Well, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And they start going from this fifth dimensional natural energy and start kind of regressing a little bit back to third dimensional. That's what the earth is basically at right now is th- third dimensional energy. So they start kind of regressing back. And then it's a process of uncovering and re- returning back to who you really are, which is that fifth dimensional energy. Have you ever done an aura photograph of a baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what are they really? They're all high. Yes, they're all pure. They are magentas, purples, deep indigos, and and pinks. Yeah, it's all. And I rarely, I don't ever see red in a baby. It's all the high vibe colors. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not out there, you know, but in my, again, in my experience, I pretty much know a baby's going to be magentas and blues and purple. So, So how do you study this? Like, what's the path to learning all of this? So I, I was fortunate to have a mentor in high school who had a camera at the time. She's since sold it, but she kind of took me under her wing and started teaching me. She had channeled it in from her mentor and from doing, you know, channels, um, channeling herself. That's where I studied and learned my colors from. And then honestly, over the past two years, it's been sort of a study on myself and my clients of seeing how their energy changes based on the decisions that they're making in their life. So to get back to your earlier question of like, what would someone do or why would I expect to see change? A lot of the homework, con homework that I give people is, you know, meditating, getting, figuring out like, what is it you really want to be doing or are meant to be doing? Uh, making the decisions around relationships that might no longer be serving you or jobs or careers. And it's getting, and the whole purpose of all of this is to get you back to who you are and what you're meant to be doing. And sort of, I call it like uncovering the real, true you and why you're meant to be here. And the purpose of that would be so that you can live your highest and best life Mm -hmm. and be able to help then lift up others and hopefully the planet one day since we're still in three-dimensional energy. Everybody work on that, please. (laughs) Um, And and what – have you ever taken a photo of someone while they're in a meditative state versus not? Um, 
Not necessarily. I've done mine after I've been, I'm a medium as well. Um, so I've done mine after I've done channeling and it's pretty much all light colors. It's white, light pink, light blue. It's all very like light, bright colors. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the closest I've been to someone because I'm in a meditative state when I channel. So right. that's probably the closest I've been to, to doing it in a meditative state. Yeah. If people, do people come to you with specific questions ever? Or is it more general um, on this, on the aura? Good question. I would say, so I've done probably close to 1,500 photos in the past like year and a half, two years. Yeah. I, I For all of you out there, so I sort of stumbled upon Cindy via um, a, a mutual friend who owns this yoga studio that shares my name called The Space Between Yoga in Chicago. And then... You, you've done like tons. I've seen you all over. She's all over Instagram. Um, very impressed with her marketing actually. And you, you do parties and you do uh, events, mm -hmm. but really it's the readings that yeah. people yeah. get the most benefit from. Yeah. So, and I, what I was going to say is I've done over a thousand photos at this point and, um, 90 five percent of the people that come to me have never had their aura done before so they don't typically come with questions the first time around i'll just read what i'm saying seeing and then i said you have any questions at the end and if they don't they move on mm -hmm. a lot of them come back and then when they come back they'll ask well what about this or i'm seeing this or i made this change most of the time i don't they don't even have to start with a question i just read in their energy and i'll answer all the questions that they had to begin with so it's, um, but you can come with specific questions. The question I get a lot is someone want to know about like their kid or their, you know, boss or something. And I, I can't read someone else's energy in your photo. I can see how that person might be impacting you or affecting you, but I can't read their energy. It's your energy that I'm reading in a photo. Gotcha. So, so. you can't read someone's, even their connection I can see else. how you're being impacted by that connection. Okay, that makes sense. So if it's a good connection, I can see that. If it's a rough connection, I can see that. But I can't see like their energy. I just see how they're impacting. And how do you know it's a specific person that's impacting that energy versus just sort of a global experience of like in my relationships with others, I typically have problems with communication. Correct. Versus like my boss and I have a bad, I have an issue with communication. That's where the mediumship part comes in. I, as a medium, I can look at the same two photos and say different, or no photos are exactly identical, but I can look right, at right. two that are similar, two different people. And I would say different things because I, that's where the mediumship part comes in. I'm tuning into your energy and I can usually hear or sense, or I'm hearing from your guides, like what's really going on. Fascinating stuff. So if people want to have their aura photographed, tell us where they can go to find you. Um, you can go to my website, which is www.revealingsoul.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram. It's the handles at revealing soul, all one word. Um, and you can book an appointment with me to do a private, or you can come in what I call a mini group and bring up to two or three of your friends or family members with you. And then I'm always doing pop-ups around the city of Chicago. So uh, those are always listed either on Instagram or on my website as well. So. And you have to do this in person, correct? It's not something... 
Yes, for aura photography with me, because I can't see them without the camera, I have to be in person to be able to take your picture here. Are there people other places that do aura photography? I mean, I, the cameras are pretty expensive and they're pretty rare, right? Correct, correct. But there are others. So um, there, if you go to like Sedona, Arizona, it's a very spiritual hotspot. There's people there that have the camera. Um, there's people in LA, I believe, that have it. New York, the magic jewelry shop in Chinatown, they have a camera um, and you can just go. I don't even know if they take appointments, but you can go. Now the reading parts you know, are all going to vary based on who's reading your energy, but you can certainly go and get the photo done. And I think they all do like some sort of a reading. Um, and then I believe Radiant Human is another really great aura photographer. She's in California, but I believe she's also in New York a lot and, and does um, aura readings and pop-ups as well. So, yeah. And then I'm starting to, I'm starting to travel a little bit more as well. I'm going to be in LA hopefully in November and um, Las Vegas, maybe this fall as well. So I'm traveling a little bit more. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And everybody stay tuned because next, this will air on a Thursday. And then the next Monday, you will hear my aura being read, which as those of you who listen to me know, it's a little bit difficult for me to put myself out there in this way, but I'm going to do it um, for the good of the podcast. So thank you so much, Cindy. And I'll look forward to having my aura read. Thank you for having me. 